0: what's going on broncos country this is tanner lee your host for the orange weekly post draft podcast you might uh recognize me i made an appearance on the podcast during free agency i did the orange weekly free agency episode and i'm going to be coming at you weekly during the season with the post game editions of the orange weekly podcast so um here in, a, here in a moment, we're going to be uh, breaking down all the Broncos' picks from rounds uh, one through seven, as well as uh, who I believe were the winners and the losers on the Broncos due to the outcomes of those draft picks. So, uh, But with that said, uh, let's kick it off with a little music from the mad fanatic himself. Now we are ready to break down the first pick of the Denver Broncos, which was at selection number five in the first round. Defensive end from NC State, Bradley Chubb. And uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one in Broncos country who thought this was an absolute perfect pick for the Denver Broncos. John Elway mentioned after uh, the draft that going through their mock drafts in preparation for the draft, that out of all their mock drafts, They didn't have any. They had Bradley Chubb falling to them at five, but due to Cleveland taking Baker Mayfield at one and Saquon Barkley going two to the Giants, uh, Darnold going three to the Jets, and then um, the Browns shocking everybody and taking Denzel Ward four. um, The cornerback Denzel Ward from Ohio State at four, that made Chubb available to slide to five. The Broncos actually had a deal in place with the Bills to get both of their first-round selections, in one of their second round selections, um, and that would have dropped them back to 12, and that comes from uh, Mike Cliss. He reported that today on Twitter, but since Chubb was available, Elway said no thanks, and he also said no thanks to the Colts, who were interested in moving up from six to five to get Chubb, but uh, the Broncos got Bradley Chubb, who in my opinion was the best defensive player in the draft, and um, also the best rusher in the draft, um, pass rusher in the draft, so I couldn't be more excited. I mean, you place him with Von Miller, Shaquille Barrett, Shane Ray, who all get to uh, mention those guys a little bit later in the podcast here. But uh, I was ecstatic Um, before the draft. I tweeted out, which you can follow me on Twitter, at the underscore T underscore Lee if you want. I uh, strictly tweet about uh, Purdue sports and the Denver Broncos, of course. Um, I tweeted out my top five players I wanted the Broncos to pick, and uh, Chubb was my third I'm a top five behind uh, Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield. So, uh, yeah, I was very pleased. Um, uh, I and Besides Saquon and Baker, I guess I w- wouldn't have been mad about the Broncos taking uh, Darnold with the fifth pick either because I think Darnold and Baker really are franchise quarterbacks, and Saquon I think is a once-a-decade running back um, coming out of college, but uh, Bradley Chubb, was a first-round pick at number five. Uh, Couldn't be uh, more thrilled about that. I think he fits in perfect. Um, John Elway really did get the best player available, and that was um, with uh, Bradley Chubb. And he will be playing outside linebacker. Vance Joseph uh, mentioned that in the post-draft press conference, so it'll be interesting to see how he lines up and how this affects Shaquille Barrett and Shane Ray. Shane Ray's uh, fifth-year option is coming up on Thursday. The Broncos have to decide before Thursday or I think by midday Thursday if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. And you got to think uh, the selection of Bradley Chubb is going to weigh in on that uh, decision now. So, um, yeah, could just couldn't be more thrilled about that. And then uh, round two, our first pick in round two was uh, pick number 40. We got wide receiver Cortland Sutton from SMU. Good buddies with Emmanuel Sanders, who also played for SMU in his college days. And Cortland's a bigger guy. He's built a lot like Demarius Thomas. Um, I think he will be the perfect number three wide receiver for the Broncos and has potential to be the number one eventually in the, in the future. Uh, both Emmanuel and DT uh, have two years left on their, con- on their contract, counting this year, but 2019 uh, is not guaranteed for them. So uh, I think John Elway was definitely looking to the future with this pick. But uh, Cortland Sutton was a guy that a lot of people had a first-round grade on, Uh, definitely one of the best wide receivers in the draft. So um, I think this was another home run pick by John Elway. And then uh, also in the third round, he turned around and he got uh, Royce Freeman running back from Oregon. He's their all-time leader in in rushing yards, and he's had – Tons of carries over his career. I think he had 900-some carries. He was a four-year player for the Oregon Ducks. Um, And and that's a school that produces a lot of really good running backs throughout the years. Garrett Blunt, Michael James, um, among among others, and uh, Jonathan Stewart. So, um, yeah, I I was really pleased with that pick, and I think he'll come in right away and uh, push uh, Devontae Booker um, for the starting spot and DeHindle. D'Angelo Henderson for the backup, at least. So I thought that was interesting, and I'll I'll even hit on a few more uh, running backs that uh, we grabbed later in the draft um, once we get there. But, uh, yeah, I thought another good draft pick by Elway. And, really, this draft overall, I thought, was John Elway's best draft to date as the Denver Broncos GM, and he needed it. Um, The Broncos were one of three teams dating back to 2013 who had not drafted a single Pro Bowl player. The other two teams are the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. So Elway was starting to get some pressure, definitely, because um, he had a lot of swing and misses. But that's one thing he even admitted at the NFL Combine in, in Indianapolis in February when he spoke to the media. He said he's not scared to swing and miss, um, and he'll keep swinging and missing. But they just got to figure out a way to make it right, and I really think he did so um, in this draft. But uh, continuing continuing, uh, going over our the draft picks here, um, he then uh, started, uh, or he, he had another We had yet another uh, pick in the third round. Um, and this guy's name's a little hard to pronounce. He's from Boston College. He went ninety-nine overall. Um, Isaac Yiodum, Yiodum, I believe, is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he's kind of a hybrid; can play cornerback or safety. He was on the North squad that the Broncos coaching staff coached in the in the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, and they really fell in love with it, the way he plays. Um, he actually was playing corner for a majority of that game, and then they had a safety get hurt, and uh, our coaching staff was looking for somebody to play safety, and he stepped right up and volunteered and went in and had a couple nice pass breakups. So he's another guy who can mix in with the no-fly zone, which I wasn't sure if we could still call them the no-fly zone since keep to leeb's um, was traded to the Rams, but Chris Harris says he's still here. He created it, so as long as he's here, uh, the secondary of the Denver Broncos will be known as the no-fly zone. So there you have it. So Isaac Yiotum is uh, the new member of the no-fly zone. Then we started off uh, round four with a guy I'm really familiar with, uh, being a Purdue grad and a lifetime Purdue fan. I watch a lot of Big Ten football. Josie Jewell from Iowa. He's actually the reigning Big Ten uh, defensive player of the year. And um, he had 433 career tackles, 28 career tackles for loss, six interceptions. He's also the 2017 Ronnie Lott Trophy winner that goes to the best uh, linebackers. So he just plays hard-nosed football. Um, You know, I don't think, of course, he'll start right away since we have some really good linebackers, but he'll be a good depth piece to the linebacking room, and he'll also contribute on special teams. He's a hard-nosed downhill runner who can – tackle with the best of them but he's also really good in coverage that's one thing the scouts really praise him was his was his coverage ability and that's one thing i thought the broncos really have struggled with uh last year and the past few years and uh, with their past defense uh, brandon marshall todd davis um to name a few have put themselves uh more often than not seems like in bad bad positions uh against the past especially the play action pass so i think that's key uh, getting josie Jewell there then we followed that up with a uh, Another uh, Big Ten uh, player, we took a uh, wide receiver, Deshaun Hamilton from Penn State. He is the all-time leader in uh, Penn State receiving yards, which is a huge accomplishment saying that uh, Penn State is so hus- such a historic program. He had 214 career receptions, 2,842 receiving yards, 18 career receiving touchdowns. Finished third in the Big Ten in receiving touchdowns last year, and he's eighth on the all-time Big Ten reception list. So, uh Yeah, I look for him to um, compete with uh, Carlos Henderson for the fourth wide receiver spot. I think, you know, and Henderson's kind of a wild card. We're not sure what he can do since he was hurt last year. But even before he got hurt, it seemed like he was having trouble grasping the playbook. Um, So I think uh, Sutton jumps Henderson, at least on papers. So I think think Deshaun uh, Hamilton um, competes with Carlos Henderson for that fourth wide receiver spot. I'm really happy to. See that the Broncos grabbed him. And then in the fifth round, they went with yet another Big Ten player. So uh, they had three Big Ten players in a row drafted on day three. A tight end from Wisconsin, Troy Fumagalli. And he is a stud. Um, he He's very athletic for a tight end. They like Big Ten tight ends. They got Jake Butt last year who looks to be the uh, – number one tight end, but I think Fumagalli will fit right in as a backup, along with Hireman. I forgot Hireman's there, too. They really do like their Big Ten tight ends. Uh, Fumagalli had 1,627 receiving yards, seven uh, career receiving touchdowns, but one stat I really like is his uh, yards per catch in his career was a little over 12 yards at 12.1 yards. So, uh, yeah, right when they uh, drafted him, I recognized the name right away, and I, uh, I was really happy with that. So, then moving right along, um, then in, in the uh, next round we got Sam Jones from Arizona State. He is a guard, um, could probably be right there in the mix uh, for guard. It's, we're st- it's still uh, having trouble seeing who's exactly going to be the starting lineman come week one and, and, and in camp. Um, that's the only thing I was disappointed about in this draft was I thought Elway waited too long to hit on the offensive line. I still think is a worry on this team, but they, it's not that they didn't try. They tried to, you know, get Will Hernandez, but he went early in the second round. So they, you know, and a few other guys they were looking at. So it just, just the a, a pieces didn't fall their way there. But I, I've heard nothing but um good things about Sam Jones. Um, he's another another Pac twelve player out there, and he he actually uh, works works in the camp of uh, one of the hosts on Orange and Blue 760, uh, Matt McChesney. And he, you know Matt McChesney's always working out people at his uh, training facility of 6-0 strength. And Sam Jones is one of his players that he trains. And, he, and, he, and he's um, born and bred in Colorado. I believe he played his high school ball at um, – Highland Ranch or Highlands Ranch. Sorry, I'm, I'm from Indiana, so I'm not sure which one exactly, if it's Highland Ranch or Highlands Ranch. But either way, he uh, grew up a Bronco fan, so that's always nice when they can grab a player that grew up a Bronco fan. As a Josie Jewell, uh, the fourth-round pick from Iowa, he he grew up a fan of the Denver Broncos. So it's really cool that Elway that grabbed some guys who have grown up Bronco fans their whole life. Then with the 217th pick, uh, the Broncos got Keyshawn uh, – Bayera I believe is how you pronounce his last name uh he's a linebacker from Washington don't really look for him to be in the mix more than really a special teams player maybe even just a practice squad uh like I said adding Josie Jewell um just created more depth there at the linebacker spot then the seventh round I thought this was an interesting pick uh Broncos took running back David Williams from Arkansas Uh, he's a bigger running back he's uh He's listed, I believe, at uh, about 6'1", 230 pounds. And why I thought that was interesting was right after the draft is when you can pick up the uh, unrestricted um, free agents who didn't get drafted. And the Broncos went out and got a uh, player who a lot of you are, are um, familiar with, um, Philip Lindsey from uh, Colorado running back. Um, I haven't watched, of course, as many Colorado games as a lot of Bronco fans saying that I live in Big Ten country. But of the few games I did see the um, the Broncos play, I thought he was uh, outstanding. I, I look for him to not only have a good chance to make the roster, especially if he's given a chance to uh, show what he can do at returner, whether it's part return or kick return. I mean, I I think he can make him make an impact. I think the uh, running back room is not only crowded; it's just going to be interesting because you got Devontae Booker, who's probably going to be number one on paper, but he's only coming into his third year. You got D'Angelo Henderson, who's coming into his second year, but didn't really get a chance besides week sixteen and seventeen last year. Then you got uh, these three rookies and uh, Royce Freeman, David Williams, and uh, Phil Balenzi. So. Uh, Yeah, I thought John Elway, like I said, did a really good job. I think it's his best draft he's ever had. Um, And I I have a category of winners and losers, I guess you can kind of categorize them in, of Bronco's um, personnel that I think benefited or um, kind of got hurt from this draft. And John Elway was one of my winners. I mean, like I mentioned at the start of the podcast, he was starting to receive a lot of heat, a lot of flack for his misses and... I thought not only did he get it, do a good job of getting guys who had a lot of success in college, he got a lot of team leaders, a lot of guys who were captains throughout their college career, so I think uh, he was really looking for, for some leadership in this year's draft class because that's one thing I've heard Derek Wolf talk about when he joined Zach By a few weeks ago on uh, 104.3 The Fan filling in for Brandon Stoke on their afternoon show. He mentioned how last year's draft class just came in and felt real unti- entitled, didn't really want to work. And he just didn't really like a lot of the rookies last year. So I think uh, this rookie class will see a total difference just from that standpoint. I think it's a win for Vance Joseph, uh, strictly for the reason that we didn't draft the quarterback at pick number five. I think that was his worst nightmare. Um, He didn't handle the three-headed quarterback situation. It was beginning – at the beginning it was just two between Simeon and Lynch at camp, but due to Lynch getting injured, they signed Osweiler, played all three throughout the year. He didn't handle that the best. So I think he's just real relieved that they went in a different direction and didn't get quarterback. Case Keenum's a big winner. You know, this shows they have full confidence in Case Keenum, uh, shows that they have full commitment to Case Keenum. Even though it's only a two-year deal, he doesn't have to look over his shoulder they didn't go out and get a Baker Mayfield or a Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, any of those guys that you know the crowd could maybe pull for. Kind of like a Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow situation we saw back in 2011. That whenever Kyle struggled, the team, the fans really wanted Tim Tebow. And even though Tebow did a good job that led the Broncos to the playoffs in eight and eight, but a lot of people thought Kyle Orton got treated wrongly. But that's a story for another day and uh, so Case uh, gets that done and you know I I think the coaches have a full confidence in him and uh, he's coming off a great year last year with Minnesota hopefully he can uh, build off of that and um, I think for a Broncos fan's worst fear is that he turns into the Case Keenum that played for the Rams or the Texans yeah uh, because he kind of struggled then so hopefully it wasn't a fluke year last year uh, we put some new weapons around him uh, not only with the uh, DT and Emmanuel, like I said, we've drafted quite a few offensive weapons, retooled the offense, and with uh, having Bill Musgrave having a whole year where he can uh, build his playbook instead of uh, having to come in after five weeks of Mike McCoy, I think that's really going to help Case Keenum in the offense as well. A few other winners are both quarterbacks, Paxton Lynch and Chad Kelly. I think uh, this really – because I, I think it shocked everybody. It shocked me at least that the Broncos didn't take a quarterback at all throughout the draft. I thought maybe they'd go after Mason Rudolph or Kyle Oletta from Richmond or somebody in the, on day two or three, but they didn't. So I think that really um, should give Paxton Lynch a confident boost that they think enough of him to keep him around and show, can do, show what he can do as a backup. That is if he wins the backup spot because uh, – Elway said yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, if not the day before, in a press conference that Chad Kelly's got to get a chance to compete with Paxton for that backup spot. So I know Broncos country has a lot of Chad Kelly fans. Uh, He was a seventh-round pick, actually the last pick of last year's draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, Had a really good career in college at Ole Miss. Uh, Always had some controversy off the field. Uh, Had a lot of legal trouble. Comes from a great – football pedigree and his uncle being Jim Kelly so he has a strong arm so I'm interested to see that quarterback competition during training camp between Chad Kelly and Paxton Lynch because if I'm Chad Kelly I couldn't ask for a better opportunity I mean to be picked last in the draft and potentially be a backup quarterback for a winning franchise like the Denver Broncos that's pretty much a dream come true and a few losers and I'm not calling them losers by I'm not Knacking their playing ability because these guys are all great players. I'm just saying in the situation they've kind of been put in from the results of the draft. Um, Shane Ray, I think um, getting Bradley Chubb really hurts Shane Ray's playing time. Uh, and and Shane Ray, to his credit, uh, he was hurt most of last year, and so we didn't really, we couldn't really see what he could do at full health last year. So, um, but entering his fourth year in the league now, it's a big year for Shane. I mean he's been a decent player but f- for a guy they had a trade up to to get in the draft a few years ago and taken round 1. I don't really know if he's lived up to the standards quite yet but I'm interested to see how he can play. Same thing with Sheck Barrett, a guy they tendered this offseason to bring back. I mean he uh he's you know been pretty solid throughout his career but you know gra- grabbing Chubb and putting him in the 3-4 and putting him at linebacker, how's that affect uh Shaquille Barrett going forward especially next year after the season's over in the offseason? And then Devonte Booker and D'Angelo Henderson, I don't really think they're losers. Um, in the in the term of, uh, will this exactly kill their playing time? Because I think, I think no matter who's the starter, uh, they're going to use multiple backs. But it's just more competition for them. But I think they I think they expected that. I mean, I think if if they didn't think that the Broncos were going to take a running back somewhere in the draft, they they're probably pretty crazy. But it should be interesting uh competition especially between uh, I think Booker and um uh, and Royce Freeman so and then uh, Carlos Henderson I think um it's kind of got to be a bummer for him that the Broncos took um uh Sutton and uh Hamilton because uh, I think those guys are really going to push Henderson for that third spot if not just the third maybe the fourth wide receiver spot and and I keep forgetting we have um Jordan Taylor still on the team so there's gonna be some in- interesting uh, competitions come uh, come camp time so um But, yeah, I would love to know your guys' thoughts. Um, I'm really excited to be uh, bringing this podcast, the post-game podcast to you this season for um, Orange Weekly every week. I'm really excited to be on on the staff, and I'm a huge Broncos fan uh, from the state of Indiana. So if you want to tweet at me, I'd love to get in some uh, Broncos conversation with you. That's at the underscore T underscore Lee. And I also host a weekly sports podcast where I talk about um, numerous Sports and sports topics, not just the Broncos. It's the and J Man Show, and you can find that about anywhere. You can find a podcast that's on Monday nights. If you want to um, subscribe to that, uh, like our like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Tannen J Man Show. You can find us about anywhere, but that's uh, not what I'm here for. I'm here to talk about Orange Weekly and the Broncos. So, um, you know, let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you thought the draft went. How, how John Elway did. Um, like I said, in my opinion, I think. I think he nailed it. I think he hit the nail nail on the head, and I think he uh, got the pieces the Broncos really needed. And uh, with a few tweaks, I think they can be right back in the playoff mix. So, uh, yeah, tweet at me at the underscore t underscore lee. Give me a follow. Tweet at me, of course. Uh, follow Orange Weekly at Orange Weekly on Twitter, and uh, like like us on Facebook. Uh, I see the ever since I've kind of hopped on here, even in just the off season, the page keeps growing and growing, and that's just awesome. So. Couldn't be happier to uh, be part of the Orange Weekly staff and, uh, of course, be a part of uh, Broncos country. So um, with that said, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and let's wrap it up with a little music from the Mad Fanatic himself.